Welcome to Writer's Rough Drafts, a podcast from Craft Your Content that tells you exactly how to get your writing accepted at some of the top publications and websites out there, direct from the editors and content managers who approve your submissions. I'm your host, Alyssa Doucette. Let's go get you a dream byline today. Welcome to this brand new formatted episode of Writer's Rough Drafts. We are shifting a bit from the writer's interviews that we've done before to kind of get into more the rough drafts of what writers are working on. And one of the biggest rough drafts that I think we all need help with is figuring out how to get our pieces onto those websites and in those publications that we really want to get into. Uh, so that's what the show's going to be kind of kind of all about going forward, helping you get into those dream byline situations and maybe even sharing some stories of some writers who've landed some dream byline situations. So we figured the best way to start this off in this whole new season slash era of the Writer's Rough Drafts podcast uh, was to teach you and tell you a little bit about how to pitch us here at Craft Your Content. Uh, We are a website that is open for submissions. You can go right to craftyourcontent.com slash write hyphen for hyphen us or the write for us link at the bottom of the page to learn all about how we do that. But to make things even a little bit more fun, I am joined today by the, uh, I was going to say the hostess with the mostess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Mostly, I I don't even know why, (laughs) but it is our director of production here at Craft Your Content, uh, Erica Rasso. And for those of you who don't know Erica, we lovingly refer to her around Craft Your Content as Alyssa's brain. Uh, Erica does what a producer does in Hollywood, which is pretty important considering her career path when she does one day leave us will be to become an Emmy Award winning producer, director, showrunner, and writer <laughs> of a television series. We Erica, can only hope. Uh, do, I'm waiting for it. Like, I will be <laughs> sad when you leave me, but I will be like mama bear cheering, screaming at a television um, when that all <laughs> happens. So, because I've read your writing. I know it's coming. It's coming. Your Aww. time will come. Um, Erica is, she's been with us since pretty much the beginning. She is uh, literally the right hand to craft your content. If there is an article that is going out from us or from our clients, if there is a landing page that is set up, if there is a marketing campaign that is being run, if there's anything that needs to be produced in any way, shape, or form, Erica is the one who makes that happen. Uh, so obviously... She is the best person to talk about how to write for Craft Your Content with me because she is the person who runs the submissions process with me. And if you do get your article accepted at Craft Your Content, you will get to know Erica very well because she will be (laughs) getting all the details from you to get your, your article put together exactly how you want it. Thank you so much for being here on the show with me, Erica. I um, obviously adore you. So hi. (laughs) 
I adore you too. And I adore craft your content and I adore this podcast. So I'm very, very excited. <laughs> so let's kind of jump into, you know, what what we do, I guess, around craft your content. Our our site, I would say, is a site that we like to get really thoughtful pieces about writing and creativity and kind of that whole entire process, the mindset of it, the methods and tools and everything else, the things that you can learn from master writers. Um, Those are the kind of articles I think that not only we seek out, but, you know, you can back me up as one of the keepers of the the metrics and analytics. Uh, Those are the pieces that seem to resonate with our audience the most. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, We really like unique takes on topics that you know, we see often around, around the, um, the internet and, you know, there's, there's plenty of articles about how to write introductions or how to write conclusions or how to connect with your audience. But we really like those unique takes that really bring in not only professional experience, but personal experience and can really, um, be additive and authentic to an audience who is really hoping to learn. Yeah. And one of the things I really like about the way that you and I kind of tailor, and we'll talk about this obviously in a little bit in our editorial process, but, um, you know, when we see an idea that's really good, one of the things that you and I work a lot with writers on is kind of making sure that they understand that pieces have to be like actionable or they need to Mm -hmm. have some sort of learning for our, our audience. Like, a personal essay and those anecdotes and stories are fantastic, but what can someone else learn from what you've gone through that they can implement in their own lives or careers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about taking taking that experience and, and making it, as you said, actionable for a reader and not just, you know, them reading a, a memory that you're recounting. Um, it, it's about how they can apply those that specific advice and that specific experience to their own lives. And their own writing. Yeah. So, so with that, I will turn over the hosting duties. It's it's hard for me to let go. <laughs> but I don't t- worry. I'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn over the hosting duties so you can pick my brain on craft your content submissions. Well, the first question is is going to be either e- very easy or very hard for you. Um, <laughs> What are three things that you want our writers and listeners who are who will submit to craft your content um, to know about your professional background? Uh, three things about me. I think the first thing that I really like to impart to writers is before I, you know, open craft your content, before I was doing a lot of editing and management work. Um, I, I was a writer myself. Like I was out there pounding pavement, pitching everything else. Um, I've gotten really crappy editorial processes and rejections of my writing and everything else. So, uh, to me, I've been through that and I don't want to put other people through that. I don't think that publishing and editing and writing should be this, you know, very gatekeepered world where people are told they're not good enough. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, people can be told there's things that you can improve. Um, Absolutely, you should challenge someone to be the best versions of themselves. That includes as a writer. 
But, you know, it's one of the things that I've really, you and I both are just so devoted to in the submissions process is making sure that people are taken care of and respected. If we can see that someone really put effort into something and it's just not a fit, like, we'll send them a longer rejection note that says, Mm -hmm. you know, here's some other places to pitch. Like, this is a good piece. It's just not good for us. Yeah. Um, So it's probably like one and two. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they are, but as you're listening, maybe you can like, (laughs) if you were Alyssa's brain, Erica knows exactly what I mean there. Right. (laughs) Um, and, And I think a third thing is, I, again, I I worked before, even before I was professionally writing, um, I worked for a decade in like insurance and financial services, sales and management. So I have a sales background. I have a marketing background. Um, I, I, I like to, I like to be sold. I like to have, see the selling process. I like to have writers sell me on why they have a good piece, why it's a good fit. Um, I don't just want to like get a title. I just don't, I don't want to just hear your idea. I want to know why this is unique, why you are the best person to write it. And I want to know why it's going to resonate with our audience. Like, give me a reason to say yes. That's all I'm asking. Just sell me and give me a reason to say yes. And I will. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. (laughs) Perfect. That was a great answer. I loved it. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, so then moving into that, how does our submission process work? Do you prefer to get pitched first? Do you want to review a full article? What, what sells it for you? Yeah. Well, our submission process, uh, I mentioned at the beginning, people can go to our submissions page, which is craftyourcontent.com slash write hyphen for hyphen us. Um, It's also linked on the page, just in case you don't want to remember that URL. Um, But so you go through that form, that's going to tell you pretty much the exact type of content that we are looking for. And it's going to tell you exactly what not to do. It even links to an article and a Twitter thread of like, don't do this to Alyssa. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and then you fill out a submissions form. And I know that that feels cumbersome to a lot of people creatively. Um, Mm -hmm. They, they think that if they're going into a form, then they're just being put into a system and a queue and it's not. uh, And while that is true to a degree, um, I think you and I have created that form to, to get exactly what we're looking for, what we were just talking about. Um, you know, exactly. we're, we're asking what is unique about this article. P.S. What is unique about the article is not that you are writing it. Um, <laughs> that's, you know, just what, what hot take, what unique angle, what unique perspective do you, are you bringing to this? Both you personally and in the writing and research and everything else, you know, mm-hmm. who are you? What is your background? What should we know about you? Um, as for like what I prefer getting pitched, um, I, I like seeing uh, drafts, but I only like seeing drafts if it's someone's written the draft knowing that they're writing it for our site. 
Um, Mm -hmm. I think you and I can both tell when we get an article that was just spun out about a topic and you can tell it wasn't really written for crafter content at all, but someone's, you know, hoping we might publish it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so I I only want to see a draft if it is something that you have completed with our site and our audience in mind. Otherwise, you and I are more than happy to get what, what I like to call a substantive pitch. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see just a title. I don't want to see a title and, you know, like, it'll be about morning routines. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know what you're going to tell me about morning routines. I want to know how okay. it's going to be different than every other morning routines article that exists out yep. there. And on our site, because we have really cool, unique mm-hmm. articles on morning routines. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I just... If people put in kind of that little extra effort to just make sure when they're pitching crafter content, they're pitching it to us specifically, um, I, I'm I'm willing to look at anything. Um, and I think you and I both like will develop and work with people on so many ideas. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, we're not going to, <laughs> to take something that was just written for anyone who reads about writing or that is unique because you are the person writing it. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you don't have to be perfect, but you need potential. Yes. You need potential and you need, need like you and I talk about it a lot. Like you need a give a shit factor. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to see that like you put effort into this. You're going to put effort into the revisions and working with our editorial team. Yeah. Like you give a shit about your name going on to this piece and getting published. Yeah. Um, that matters because we do. So we want to work with people who are the same. Yeah. So then once once a pitch gets accepted, and, and we'll go into a little bit later, like the bad pitches versus great pitches, <laughs> but, but um, once, once we move on from the pitch process, what is the editing and production process um, for, especially when it comes to writers who haven't worked with us before? Yeah, for new writers, uh, especially, um, everyone goes through kind of the same editorial process um, in the step-by-steps. Writers who are new to us, we tend to take a little bit more time with. They may get an extra round or two of developmental edits and really, like, working on a piece to fit it to our audience. Um, But if we have an article that's good to go, it immediately goes into our um, editorial and production process, which is managed on um, the brilliant project management system Trello, um, which is essentially Alyssa's brain in a computer system because it's post-it notes Mm -hmm. on a bunch of lists. (laughs) And um, (laughs) so, so it kind of moves through that process. We have developmental edits we'll usually work on with people. We'll do content edits, which are, you know, the more inline structured, making sure the sentences all flow together, making sure the ideas make sense. Um, and then we'll go into like a copy editing slash proofreading because our proofreaders, as I joke all the time, because I I always call him Joaquin Phoenix. I've done it three more times since the first mm-hmm. time I did it with you. Uh, Joaquin, yep. Joaquin Roman is our... I mean, he's basically Joaquin He Phoenix. really is. He's like the Joaquin Phoenix of copy editors. Yep. <laughs> because he is, um, he's a proofreader, but he's like 
so much more and will jump in to do some of that more copy editing, you know, mm-hmm. checking facts or pointing out things um, that didn't get caught in a prior round of editing um, rather than just, you know, basically being a human Grammarly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then it goes into production with the lovely Erica Rasso. And uh, that's when you kind of uh, jump in and, and do your thing. So, You've talked before to, uh, I'm so bad at like not being the host. Uh, you talked before <laughs> about uh, how you really jump in as well. Like it, you'll work with writers a lot of the time. If there's something that you think might be cool, but looks a little bit different, you try to get ideas mm-hmm. from them on what kind of images they want, if they have screenshots or things to include. Mm-hmm. You've like, you did an amazing piece last summer with Ramsey Lewis, who did, uh, mm-hmm. he biked across Canada and then wrote about mm-hmm. what that taught him about his own writing process and mindset. And you worked with him to get these gorgeous, like Instagram gorgeous pics that he images, had taken. Yeah. Um, so, so I love too that as that, you know, director of production, you also kind of help the writer to to enact the vision, the visualization they want to see for the piece. Yeah, yeah. I you know I'm I'm maybe an Alyssa mind reader, but I also do try to get into the minds of the writers that we're publishing to see like what are they going for here, mm-hmm. and and you know if they're a little bit quirkier, like I try to incorporate that in like the images that we find, and and you know if if I know that the writer is a big nerd. Um, you know, I'll try to include, you know, I, I know there was, um, one article that I can't quite recall, but it was, the the writer was definitely a big nerd. And so I made sure (laughs) to include like a picture of Spider-Man, like a, a very artsy picture of Spider-Man reading a book. (laughs) Oh, that was the, uh, if content is king, then context is queen. And your header was Spider-Man reading. Like I, (laughs) I remember Eric's work. Well, it's, it's very, you know, in those situations, you want to, you want to grab people's attention. And if the article is, you know, about context and content, people are like, okay, what's the context of Spider-Man reading a book? Um, You know, so, so it's, it's kind of doing those kind of out of the norm um, production um, choices that I think have helped us to get to get us noticed beyond, you know, the listicles and the and the buzzfeeds of the world. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's just a really great point actually about our articles as well, just the content that we're looking for is we want those those visual visual cues of um, making people think of things in like a different way. But we also want our mm-hmm. articles to do this. Like Ramsey's, you know, here's what biking mm-hmm. across Canada taught me about writing. Like, yeah. You're not finding that article on 20 different sites and different, man- mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's repurposed it by now. But, <laughs> you know, in general, you know, that that's, that's the kind of stuff that you and I remember or, you know, the mm-hmm. context of Spider-Man and why context is more important sometimes than just the content. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, that's really a great note on the content that we're looking for on Crafter Content mm-hmm. is is those, when we say unique, like we mean unique. We want to see things in a way that no one has seen them before about Mm -hmm. writing and creativity and that sort of thing. 
Just a reminder, if you want to get the information to pitch Erica and I at Craft Your Content, head on over to craftyourcontent.com slash episode 66, that's episode 66, to download your free pitch sheet with all our details and submission information. And so then kind of coming back to to pitches, um, let's start out with what's what's an example of a great pitch that you've received that has absolutely just knocked your socks off? I've, I've been thinking on this question so that I actually know how to answer it. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> when people have asked me this before, even though like I write the questions, I'm like, ah, uh. <laughs> um, I, I think um, like. I, I remember a pitch that we got last May. His pitch uh, was just so, um, so good. And it was honestly just, he he gave us a few suggestions for the title. Um, he gave us kind of a brief synopsis in the, you know, tell us a little bit about it. Um, and then the Google Doc that he sent us was an outline of the different points that he was planning on covering in the article. And then, you know, a description of what each of those was going to include. Not a, you know, lengthy, he didn't write an essay to write an essay. Um, Mm -hmm. But he really broke down, like, this is a, I mean, he essentially sent us a content brief. This is what I am planning on writing. This is the thinking behind every point that I'm going to make. This is why it's unique and special. Um, Stuff like that. Again, like, I want to be sold. If you can give me absolutely no reason to say no, then I'm going to say yes. Like, I'm already sitting in the appointment with you. I'm reading your submission. I want to say yes. Like, give me that reason. And I mean, he just did a phenomenal job um, explaining the piece so thoroughly that I just had no objections. Um, And it was an example of something that, you know, then afterwards when he wrote the piece, his idea was phenomenal. His pitch was great. The writing took a little bit longer and the revisions Mm -hmm. and everything else. um, um, But his pitch really stands out, um, possibly because, you know, then the editing and revision process was a bit longer, but the piece ended up being fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, just the attention to detail was really there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like. I mean, as much as I am, like, as much as I am a creative classics, you know, reading girl, fantasy in the head in the clouds. Like, I, I like details. I like logistics. I like, and mm-hmm. I, I know you're the same to an even further degree because like, <laughs> Erica is who keeps Alyssa in line. So. <laughs> Um, her abilities of planning and um, production and all that stuff are like, we like seeing that kind of thoroughness. What about the opposite side of the pitching spectrum, which is, you know, bad pitches and submissions? What What's the biggest pet peeve that you have and see in, in submissions that come in? And I definitely have some ideas <laughs> <laughs> of your own or what Alyssa's pet peeves <laughs> I think yes I think the pet peeves yes. I think I know <laughs> your pet peeves um yeah I mean we'll link in the show notes um 
you and I put together a pretty, I think it's a funny article on the, uh, what if Alyssa started responding to all of the pitches in our inboxes with gifts <laughs> or gifs. <Yep. laughs> we'll let that debate go on another show another yeah. time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I would say kind of the, the, the two biggest pet peeves I have in pitches are, um, people who are just trying to like get link backs or get, you know, their names published somewhere. And so I can just tell they've pulled up a spreadsheet. They are just sending canned templated messages to everyone who has a write for us page. Uh, we make it easy to find us because I, again, I don't want to be a gatekeeper to someone who actually wants to publish about their writing and about their thinking and about their ideas. Um, I want to make it easy for people to find us and get that opportunity. It unfortunately opens us up as well to these um, these other folks finding us. Um, <laughs> and I would say I would say in the past year, and I think you can absolutely corroborate this. Like I, I have gotten um, I, I have gotten feisty in my responses um, mm -hmm. if they <laughs> keep following up. I you know the, the stuff like that. It really is a pet peeve to me. Um, because so many people don't do that work and don't want to do that work. They just want the the easy hits. They want to get their names published. They want the bylines. They want the backlinks. Um, I, I just don't have time to play those games. Like, I care about great ideas and good discussions and fantastic writing and content. Like, that's 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 the way into my heart. It's, you know through those types of things. And so if you're going to play any anything else, like I'm just not playing that game. Well, going back, I think, to, to pitching and to people, you know, who give a shit and who, <laughs> who... So so how do you handle submissions from writers who, who may send, you know, a weak pitch, but there's, there's a good idea in there? Yeah, I mean, if we can see that there's a good idea, um, I will write back and kind of ask a couple questions. I don't want to do the work for them necessarily in in a grand sense that I like develop their entire piece. Um, one, because I don't know their experience, their background, their expertise, so I can't figure out exactly what they're going to add to the piece. Um, but also to like, um, if I do that, then there's a distinct possibility once they get into editing, they won't know what to do with the piece because it's really mm -hmm. something I've developed. Um, yeah. So we'll ask a couple questions to like clarify to get a better idea of if they they have something that has legs and just maybe came in, you know, didn't they didn't know how to pitch something really well. They didn't mm -hmm. know that selling stuff yet. Um and then, you know, a lot of the time, sometimes sometimes we'll send them to Erica, who has a development of, and pro, de, production and development, <laughs> director of production and development. Whew, that used to be Erica's title. We can all yeah. see why she went back to director of production. Um, like, <laughs> but, you know, you, you will work because that's kind of kind of what you do in a lot of your mm -hmm. Your stuff um, in your Hollywood world and existence is figure <laughs> out ideas and how to develop those things. Yeah. Um, so sometimes people will get kind of um, curbed over to you to help suss that out. 
um, Sarah Ramsey or Chris Angelas will sometimes um, take that on if you've got a lot of other tasks so that they can mm-hmm. help suss it out. Um, yeah, and they're really brilliant as well. So, like all three of you, I mean, our team is so good. <laughs> and we come from so such diverse backgrounds too. Like, like with Sarah, she, you know, she's based in science and yeah, and uh, and and politics, and and Chris has programming background. Like, it's yeah, yeah, programming. It's, so they all bring in a great amount of experience and really know how to develop stuff really, really well. Really, and and so that's kind of I, I think with you and I both. Like, again, we want to publish things that are great ideas and we want to publish these just really cool, unique takes on things. And so if someone has that, we want to figure out how to make it work and how to make it happen. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. And oftentimes we just we say, you know, this is a great idea and we'd like to publish it. But can you can you do a little bit more work? On, yeah. on this outline or give us, you know, a little bit more robust an outline before we be, especially if we don't know them, if we yeah. haven't worked with them before. Um, that's the, that's the big thing. If, if a, if a contributor we've worked with a long time, you know, comes to us with an idea, you know, we trust them enough to, to be able to execute it. Um, but definitely if it's like a newer, um, a newer writer who are, we're unfamiliar with, you know, we might ask them to do a little bit more preliminary work before fully committing. Yeah, like I, I uh, one of my my kind of I think canned phrases, although I'm actually typing it, it's not a canned response we send. Is <laughs> I will frequently say to people something to the effect of like, you know, I like this concept and it could be a fit, but I'm gonna need to see some more on it before I can make an official offer. <laughs> Um, Because that's, you know, another thing we do, you know, Crafter Content is a paid article submission site. Like, we pay for our content. So, you know, while we do want to help people and work with people and everything, like, it's a professional writing experience. You're going to go through a journalistic process. You're going to be held to standards. um, And you're going to be paid to do it. So, like, we need to know that you're going to be up to that challenge. Exactly. So then my last question is kind of a wrap up of pitching and, and writing for us and, and working with us is, you know, what is something that a writer um, can do to make your slash our editorial life easier and focus more on like what writers, most writers don't do that maybe we could, we should see more of. Yeah. um, It's so... (laughs) Like, we have such a, I feel like we have a spectrum of writers, but um, that we work, like, encounter for crafter content, but it's really both ends of the spectrum. Like, we either work with just phenomenal, great writers that I would take back any time, or we get these crappy pitches that I just never want to talk to them again. Um, so that, that <laughs> stuff that's kind of in the middle, um, I'd say the number one thing that writers could do to make our lives easier would just be to like, yeah, stay in contact, um, you know, follow up, do things. And honestly, just, I mean, if you're going to be, do- life happens. We're like living in, this is being recorded in March. We're living in pandemic times. We're like a year into this shit. Mm-hmm. We're all just done. I get like editing a piece and doing revisions, especially if it's a hard edit that has a lot of mm-hmm. stuff to be done you know, it could yeah. take a couple days. So I'm always yeah. thrilled with 
Um, you know, we've had it a lot recently, um, which I appreciate that a writer will basically kind of comment on Trello just really fast to say, um, hey, I got these revisions. I looked them over quickly. It's going to take me a few days to get through this all. Like, I'm hoping to get it yeah. to you by next Tuesday. Um, yeah. That, like, really being proactive in giving us and even themselves an idea of, like, the bandwidth that they have to 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 complete edits revisions whatever they need to do like it's respect it's it's a mutual like respect because we respect the time that they need and they also respect our time and the time that we and kind of being in the loop on on where things are in the process so so that is that is a great that does make our lives definitely easier yeah, and it's something, you know, I'm I'm terrible as a writer doing it. Like I am probably the number one <laughs> offender in my my other life where I do writing and have to communicate with other people. I am horrible about keeping them updated on stuff that's happening because Alyssa tends to just like burn candle at both ends and try to get shit done. Um, <laughs> often dropping about 74 plates in the process. But <laughs> um but yeah, when our writers do that for us, it just does make it so much easier. Um, Mm -hmm. and like you said, for, for both of us, you and I, like, we we understand life, life happens. Like people have stuff that goes on, um, personally, professionally, Mm -hmm. um, mentally, emotionally, physically, like there's anything that could happen to a person. And as long as we just have an inkling of what's going on, it just helps us so much to understand, um, how we need to communicate with you, how we need to work with you and what, um, Mm -hmm. you know, adaptations that we need to make to make sure that it's a good experience for you as well well thank you so much erica for for being on and chatting cyc process with me um asking questions being that hostess with the mostest even though i been um, a pleasure struggled to give up those reins a couple times no it's been a pleasure it was a conversation it wasn't an interview it's true um which is you know just indicative of you because that's that's Mm. us as you and i just talking it out and figuring out how to make it happen Mm. thank you for everything you do for cyc you everyone listening you will be made a better person by working with erica in production so like pitch us your pieces just to be able to work with erica that's threefold for you Ah, shucks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, we should wrap the love fest yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People are just like, turning the channel. This is like, <laughs> we, we've gotten into like the bad Netflix movies. <laughs> um, awesome. Thank you for taking time to be with me here, Erica. And I will talk to you soon. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. it for us this week at Writer's Rough Draft. Thanks to Erica Rasso for being a special guest co-host and helping me to spill all the juicy secrets for how to land a byline with craftier content. If you want to hear from more editors and content managers sharing their behind-the-scenes process, head on over to your podcast player of choice and make sure to leave us a review so we can grab the attention of some of the biggest names in the biz. And don't forget, If you click over to the show notes for this episode at craftyourcontent.com slash episode 66, that's episode 66, 
then you can download your free pitch sheet with all the details on how to pitch Erica and I at Craftier Content. The show doesn't happen without the fantastic team at Craftier Content who makes it happen. Our audio and podcast engineer, James Ede from Be Heard Productions, podcast editor, Julia Hess, and director of production and special co-host extraordinaire, Erica Rasso. Most importantly, thank you for making the time to listen. Now, go get pigeon. Thank you.